Today we're going to be talking about postpartum depression. A lot of moms are suffering from postpartum depression and they have no clue that it's happening. So today we're going to talk about the symptoms, how we can cope with them, and of course, we are not doctors and we are not experts, so we're just sharing our personal experiences with you. If you're having your first child, it's easy to imagine an idyllic world before they're born. Beautiful days spent with your baby, birds in the sky. <laughs> But once baby arrives, sometimes you find out the reality is not what your fantasy was. Well, for postpartum depression, it could be a, a series of different things. Like we can be experiencing something directly with our child. Uh, we can be having some sort of hatred towards our husbands or our spouses. Um, and we can have, most importantly, hatred towards ourselves. Um, I know that for me, it's what was with my first child, not much with my second, but with my first child, um, I was in postpartum depression and I had no clue how to die. I wasn't I had no clue I was in postpartum depression until somebody said hey you need to go get checked well it's easy to just it's easy to discount your experience because when you're pregnant it, like the marketing everything it's all about happy moms, the baby's here right. everybody celebrate the baby baby you're gonna be complete you're gonna be happy. Truthfully, postpartum for me was much more difficult than labor, much more difficult mm, yes, than my pregnancy. Yes. And the reality was like war in a lot of ways. It, it, I feel like I have PTSD from my postpartum. <laughs> I, and I don't think society like sets us up for no. right. success. Exactly. Well, I no. think that's why I think I was in denial that I didn't want to tell the doctor my symptoms when I would go for checkups because I didn't want her to diagnose me. Right. Because of the negativity in... Yeah, you were embarrassed. You know, yes. Like you were failing. It's, it's not something, yeah, it's not and, something that's, okay, welcoming or people try to cope with it. It's kind of like, oh, you have that. Like, there's something wrong with you. Like, yes. you mentioned. Exactly. Again, with the mom, mom shaming, shaming. Mm -hmm. um, yes. a lot of these TV shows or movies or sitcoms, they always project this, like, picture-perfect kind of experience and everyone's experience is so different so from different. one so person different. to another so um, I had no idea again I didn't know that I was in the rut of a postpartum depression because I didn't know the signs I didn't know what to look for or my experience what I was going through was actually depression and it wasn't necessarily that I was afraid to tell my doctor I didn't know what to tell my doctor because mm -hmm. the guilt of the guilt of not wanting to spend that time with your baby or wanting to have time for yourself. It was really difficult to, mm -hmm. to recognize that. And then once I did, I felt extremely guilty mm -hmm. for wanting to be away from my beautiful baby boy that I just had. Uh, some moms um, even get depressed, and that's what's known as postpartum. I know for a fact you can get depressed from that because I experienced that myself after my third child. And I was going to my doctor and I was fine. Like you said, you don't share that with your doctor, your experiences and what you're going through. You're just going, it's like, hey, it's my checkup. I'm good. I want to go home. But he looked at me, he's like, hey, something's wrong with you. You're not your same bubbly Nicole and, you know, what's going on? And 
he just said, have you, you know, have you been tested for postpartum? Do you even know what it's about? I'm like, you know, no, I just thought it was just regular blues that you've had a baby, this is mm -hmm. your third one. It's, you know, it's over again. But he said, no, I think you could have some symptoms here. But I'm a type of person, like, I don't need medication to be, you know, just let me be and I'll get over it, I'll be fine. He said, but no, you need to really take care of yourself. Don't beat yourself up. This is your third child, you're fine, you're healthy, the baby's healthy. But it was something else going on during that time, you know, so it could be something with family, uh, me and the spouse not getting along, mm -hmm. or me trying to juggle a new baby and two other kids and just work and everything. He said, it can be a lot on you. So you, you can't, he was explaining to me, like, you got to take time to take care of yourself and don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. So him seeing that and I didn't see that, I was like, wow, and my family didn't see that. No one knew I was going through this, but my doctor saw it. And so if I wouldn't have went for that checkup, I could have been really depressed and just, you know, didn't even really know it. So I'm thankful that I had a good doctor that actually cared enough to tell me, like, you need to just take a moment and self-love yourself and get back to where you were, because it shows, so. I have a kind of a different experience where most moms, they get kind of, uh, they want to stay home with their baby and they want to cuddle and they want to sleep and they want to just be on their own. I was the opposite. I am an extrovert. I like to be out of my house. I hated being home. So for the first four weeks, um, our culture, they call it that cuarentena. It's basically 40 days mm -hmm. inside your home. Mm -hmm. You don't take the baby out. And I was like, that's not gonna be me. I'm taking my kid out a week into, my daughter was born, a week later I was at another baby shower. I was like, I need this for myself because if I don't, I know that if I can't, if I don't have conversations with other adults, I'm gonna go crazy. My daughter was a premature baby, so I was not on bed rest, but I needed to be taken care of during the nine months of pregnancy. So, um, well, nine months, eight and a half, I didn't make it to nine, but, um, it was one of those things where a lot of moms, you guys want to be home. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be home. I loved my daughter, but I needed to be me again. And that's where the depression fell in, that I couldn't get out as much as I used to. And I still battle that right now. So my husband and I have this rule that I get to have one night a month where I just go out with my girlfriends, go watch a movie, go dancing, go to a restaurant, spend the day at the beach, whatever it is, because that's how I can cope with my depression because it follows you for the rest of your life. I think it's the pressure of having to take care of the baby, having to recover your body yourself, mm -hmm. your body's still trying to recover and so you're caring for yourself in a way that you never had to care for yourself before. Mm -hmm. And you're treating, for me I had a C-section, so treating a new you know, surgery wound was extremely difficult. Um, the mobility isn't there. You're sleep deprived because your son or daughter or baby is nursing every two hours on the hour or bottle feeding every you know, couple hours. So that pressure of having to constantly care for somebody else and the letting go of taking care of yourself mm -hmm. is really where I fell into losing, losing myself. And it's really difficult to try and come out of that, but Having all those different pressures with uh, other children, so I have to take care of them, they have mm -hmm. homework, they have sports. Life doesn't stop just because you become a mom. Yeah. And then once you're a mom, it's a whole new world of mm -hmm. worry and, and responsibility that 
you may never have known even existed until that moment. I mean, in your, when you're pregnant, you kind of feel it, but when you have no. a whole when new there, living, yeah. breathing yes. person that depends mm -hmm. on it's you. Hard. It's very really hard. Well, if, if you think you might have postpartum depression, as we're discussing, there are ways you can cope with it. There are things you can do to help manage it. Um, so some ways are to recognize important symptoms. So we talked about how we didn't want the doctor to kind of know for some of us, or we didn't want to share those symptoms, or we were afraid to express ourselves with them. Mm -hmm. um, developing a support network, right? Developing a support network was actually really important for me. Um, I'm also a very social person. I constantly found myself um, involved in an outside community, outside of my family, art artistic community, and I kept myself engaged. Mm -hmm. That's how I pulled myself through the situation, through my postpartum, which was very isolating. On the day-to-day, -day, my husband works very long hours. I'd be alone 60 hours, 70 hours a week, at least, <laughs> and with a brand new baby, and his uh, paternity leave was so short that I had very little time with him there. My mom came when my kid was older, so not much older, but um, if I hadn't had that artistic community to engage with, I, I think that I probably would have really sunk low. So my advice to a lot of new moms is to find something that keeps you you and mm -hmm. engage in that, so maybe you like to cook, or maybe you like to garden, or maybe you like to go out on the picket line, but somehow find a way to pull a part of you along with it. Okay. And, and hold that piece sacred, because if you don't honor yourself, you can't honor your child. You can't, yes. you can't if you don't feed yourself, someone yeah. if you're mm -hmm. empty. You can't yeah. run on empty. And I think doing things for yourself, because I know mm -hmm. for me, I'm a teacher, and that's my passion. So mm -hmm. for me, it was going back to work early, which a lot of moms, they want, like you said, they want to stay home, they want to be with their babies, they want to bond. And for me, I loved my baby so much, but I enjoyed going back to work and teaching and being me and then going home and being a mom. I felt like it made me a better mom once I was home with my yes. baby. Yeah, there's like a switch. You can there's turn it so off and on. Exactly. But for some of us, like me, I, my switch is always on. My mom's switch is always on. <laughs> it's on seven days a week. Like the only two, I get three hours out of the day where my daughter's in school, but I still have my son. And I tell my, I tell my husband, like, this is why, you know, getting your kid down at a certain time every day is so important because I need to have those kids in the bath by 6.30 so they're asleep by 7.15 so then I can do all of my mommy stuff after. Okay. Clean the kitchen, do the dishes, binge watch my Netflix, like do what I need to do. But maybe like relax a little bit yeah. on the cleaning and the other mommy oh, stuff. because it's going to be there. It's going to be, be there and there. it's not it's the most true. important thing. But I'm also the OCD person that has to like yeah, go to sleep. Order. So it, yeah. it varies, yeah. but I do have my glass of wine every day okay. and that does not I don't remember the last time I didn't have a glass of wine. Oh, you said glass? I thought you said a box of wine. I oh, was no. like, Woo. Some days. <laughs> Sundays. Oh, Sundays. <laughs> so having a support system is really important, whether it's your family, mm -hmm. your mom, your aunt, your grandmother, um, and especially a partner, whether it's your husband or your spouse, having them just be there, especially with breastfeeding. My husband had a really hard time letting me breastfeed because then he didn't get the chance to bond with the baby. <laughs> and I was so adamant about breastfeeding, breastfeeding's best, and so it was really difficult to kind of marry the two. But one way that he was really there for me was while I was nursing, he would 
go and get the diaper ready. He would set That's up good. the little changing station. He would oh, have the wipes ready. He would have so nice. the diaper yeah. laid out. And then, you know, I would give him the baby. He'd change the diaper. He'd give him back to me. He gets to roll over and snore. Yeah. It's nice, but he got to roll yeah. over and snore while I was up still, you know, nursing the baby. But that's just one way, one example of how a, a partner or a spouse can be there for you when, you know, you're in the middle of all these emotions, all these hormones are still going, all this newness with the baby and caring for them. Even a good but, friend. I just want to point out, some people don't have partners. Right. So, you know, a friend or a family member, if you have a friend, if, so if your friend or your family member has right. just had a baby, maybe step up right. and, you know, offer to help. And some people are really hesitant about taking help. Maybe push your way in. Yeah. And be like, yeah. yeah. If you're going to take my help. I'm going to come bring you food. I'm going to lay out the wipes. And we, I think for this. me, like, <laughs> a lot of people did have that support. Yeah. Because I started my having my kids at a later age. I didn't have that support. I had mm. my mom, you know, and that was pretty much it. Mm. Like, I had my mom. I went back to work early. And I love going back to work because when I got to work, I'm like, oh, I want to get my baby from daycare. <laughs> yeah. And I see her hands or him reaching out for me. That made my mm -hmm. day because I knew they missed me. And when mm -hmm. we got home, that was our time together. And we had, so I think for me, the support system was a little bit different, but my kids were my support, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. We did everything together, you know, and so, and then they knew what my alone time was my alone time. Good tip to keep in yeah. mind is if you are already pregnant, it's your first baby, and you're seeing that, you know, your, your, your friends are having babies and they're going through a rough time, just kind of sit down with your spouse, okay, and sit down with mm -hmm. whoever you think is gonna be your supportive system, be like, listen, if I am this way, if I'm doing this, this, and this, no matter how many times I say I'm fine, yeah. you get me help. Yeah. And I told my husband that while I was pregnant. I said, if I am like so-and-so, you need to get me out of that. And he did. Um, he wouldn't say anything. He would just call my sisters, call my girlfriends, be like, she needs a night out. And that's how it started, my night out once a month. So, A lot of... Postpartum depression can also be intrusive thoughts, I think. Mm -hmm. um, having a little one that's relying on you brings up all sorts of anxiety and all sorts of uh, dark thoughts. Yes. And I think that it's really healthy, and I encourage everyone to seek out a support that's not your friends necessarily, like maybe at your hospital or through your um, therapist. There are all sorts of other places you can find support. But if you're feeling like you're a little, you have your, the dark thoughts are taking over, and maybe you're more of an introvert, go seek professional help. There's no, no, no shame in that. No shame in that at all. Yeah, I mean, sadly, postpartum depression is something that's very, very common. Um, it's very important for us to be aware when it's happening. So please, guys, reach out to those that you usually seek support from. Okay, do not let it be too late to get help because some cases do end up in, take it from experience, I've seen some cases really end up bad um, where they're no longer here with us. Mm -hmm. So please, please, please guys, we are not doctors, we're just sharing our experiences, but be open to the fact that it can happen to you. There's five ladies on this panel. How many of us have had postpartum? I know I did. That's five out of five. So. <laughs> It's safe to say that not 
I guess nine out of 10 women suffer from postpartum. So please, if you have any symptoms, just go ahead and reach out to your doctor or anybody who needs support, get the help that you need before it's too late. If you have a personal experience of your own that you wanna share with us, you can please just leave them in the comments below or you can DM us and we can keep it anonymous. Other than that, we'll see you next week for another episode of Mom and Talks. So we did it.